listen. Your sentinels lift up their voices. Together they sing for joy. For in plain sight they see the return of the Lord of Zion. Break forth into singing, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. Lift up your voice and sing. Good news has come. God has returned. Comfort, redemption, holy hope has been restored. God is with us. God is with us. Sing. What is the song that you sing when you see your salvation? What is the song that you sing when God makes an appearance in your life and fulfills a long-awaited promise? What is the prayer offered by voice with joy for the gift that God has given to you and to me and to the world? On this evening of Epiphany, that twelfth day, when this morning we heard the story of the Magi and we have just heard it sung to us in that beautiful anthem, we hear the story of the Magi, the magic ones, the wizards, the wise ones, whom tradition tells us come from the East, most likely Persians, royalty, who traveled, navigated by a star, to bring homage to the newborn king, the newborn holy one who would change the world. These magi who came to honor, to receive, to see this thing that God had done. On this day for us, as the followers of this holy child, we are reminded to listen, to lift up our voices, to see in plain sight what God is doing and the great comfort, redemption, and salvation that the child brings. Sing, pray, break forth into song. Or if we are not able, because somehow we foolishly think that we cannot sing, or sadly have been told sometime in our past that we can't sing, if unable to, I pray that we find ways that others' singing breaks forth into us so that through them and their song, we too might lift our hearts and souls in thanksgiving and praise for this thing that God has done and continues to do in this holy child. And this, friends, is why, it is why we keep the discipline, the important spiritual practice and discipline and beauty of evensong. It is for us as Anglicans, 
one of our services of prayer that fulfills the prophet's call to lift up our voices and sing, to break forth in joy for the salvation that is here. And when joy expressed in beauty, when song and prayer break us open to the great giver of the gift, it is a good and blessed thing indeed. Now I know that I'm preaching to the choir, literally preaching to the choir. And I'm also in some ways preaching to you as congregants who've chosen to come here this evening to share in Evensong because it may for you be a tradition or a service that nourishes you or because you love the music and the tradition of our Anglican heritage or maybe you just wandered in this afternoon and had no idea what to expect and what you might find. And here you are in this strange pattern of prayer and music, and you know nothing about its history or practices, when to stand, kneel, bow, speak. No worries. You are here, and all are welcome. And together this night, we engage again with the ancients and the newly gathered to lift our voices, our hearts, to sing, to listen, and to praise God in beauty, word, music, and silence for the wondrous thing God has done in sending salvation in Jesus Christ. I'd like to address two things about Evensong that help us throughout the year, throughout our days, throughout our lives, in this important work of praise and thanksgiving, of singing with joy. Every service of evening song has two particular elements that accomplish and engage us in this call to joy. Every even song we hear and or sing two canticles a fancy church word that describes segments of scripture put to music or in verse, prayed communally as a response to the scripture readings, the first and the second lessons. These canticles, called the Magnificat and the Nunc Dimittis, oh yes, more church language and Latin at that, affectionately called by singers the Mag and the Nunc, are mainstays of our Evensong tradition. Songs of praise, prayed by two heroes of our faith story, taken directly from the Gospel of St. Luke, who each in response to the Holy Child of God made known in Jesus, each followed the prophet's call to lift their voice and to sing, and in so doing compel and invite us to do the same with them. The Magnificat, sung after the first lesson, Latin for my soul magnifies the Lord, found in Luke 1, verses 39 to 56, this song sung by Mary, the mother of Jesus, after receiving from her cousin the affirmation of the angel Gabriel's announcement and annunciation, the message that she would conceive a child and the child would be God's. And once this is confirmed by her kinswoman, 
Mary is named by Elizabeth as blessed among all women. Then, then the Holy Mother is able to lift up her voice and sing this song. A song that glorifies God, proclaims the greatness of God's deeds, announces the new day that is dawning through the gift of the child who is to come. Mary's song is a rallying cry of hope and joy, a response to the gift of new life promised and fulfilled, where God will lift up the lowly, where God will put the proud in their place, correcting the imaginations of their power that is formed in their own heads. A time when God will lift up the lowly, restore justice to the poor, feed the hungry, help his people, and remember mercy. A song of joy, justice, praise, and glory, a song that echoes her ancestor Hannah's song of joy for the birth of her long-awaited son, Samuel. And every evensong, we join Our Lady. We praise God for the gift of the child and all that God will do through him. We sing a song of joy to praise the new life given. The Nunc Dimittis, sung after the second lesson, the canticle sung, prayed in response to the gospel. Latin again for now you dismiss. Found in the Bible in Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to 33, a song of joy, a voice lifted up by an old man who had been waiting his whole life for the promise to be fulfilled. The promise that before he was to die, before he would face death, before he was dismissed, he would see the Messiah, the gift of new life given by God. Simeon, the good and righteous ancient man of hope, was in the temple when Jesus was presented when his mother came for purification rites after his birth. He sees the child, takes the child, lifts the child and his voice in joy and says, Lord God, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word. My eyes have seen your salvation, have seen your light, your revelation, your glory for all people. A song of joy, a prayer sung, offered in response to the gift of new life offered up at the end of life, but full of joy, of peace, of satisfaction. These two songs, these two scriptural texts, these two canticles kept and preserved in our liturgical tradition for over 570 years, engage us in the important spiritual work of fulfilling the call of the prophet to listen, to lift up our voice, to respond to God's salvation given to us again in Christ. When sung, when said, 
when heard, when repeated, if we are open, they can engage us with both Mary and Simeon and all who have prayed this before us. And these sacred songs sweep us up to offer to God glory for a promise fulfilled. Even song is beautiful. Yes, it is indeed. It is also a radical participation of the fulfillment of the prophetic call to acknowledge God's salvific act of sending Christ into the world, to acknowledge our salvation with joy, beauty, glory, song, and praise, and perhaps today most poignantly with hope. Whether we actually sing the mag and nunc or receive the beauty of them through others' voices, in spite of ourselves, if we are blessed, we are broken open to thanksgiving, giving praise for the God who comforts his people, the God who redeems the world, the God who saves us. May this tradition, this ancient prayer of praise, the songs of thanksgiving for new life continue. And thanks be to God for our freedom to praise him and for the words, songs, and music that give glory and bring us peace, comfort, and hope. Amen.